What is going on, you listeners of the nation? You are listening to the Krypton Cast on the DC Comic Geeks Nation podcast. And in this episode, we will be reviewing In Zod We Trust. Hit the music. <laughs> How's everyone doing? I've been I've been doing pretty good. I mean, been a bit of a busy week, but otherwise I've been doing pretty well. And if um, for those of you who listen to the Krypton Cast um, podcast on the n- newly relaunched DC Comic Geeks Nation, formerly known as the podcast from Earth Two, you know I have a huge fixation for our comic books, especially pertaining to the Superman universe. And I wanted to tell you that I recommend that you read the comic book called Luthor. It's by, it's by Brian Azzarello, and I've got the artist's name though, but it is a really it was a really good comic book. I enjoyed reading it and it was a take on Lex Luthor and how he very much re- how he pretty much views Superman as not a man but an alien, someone who's a threat to his a threat to humanity rather than its savior. So if you haven't read the comic yet, I say go and read it. But if you, if for those of you who have, you would know that you'd probably agree with me that it was a really good comic and I enjoyed reading it. And I'm probably going to do a review on it on my other podcasts that I'm going to soon la- relaunch is the boy wonder press. I mean, it was just a really good comic. I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? And it was just a villain's view I mean, Lex Luthor, he's got to be like one of the most dangerous villains in the Superman mythos. And I thought it was a really good comic. And in a sense, it made me feel a little sorry for Lex. In a sense that he had this view that this alien from another world, who was actually raised in a small town in Kansas, was a threat to human, you know, to human achievement, to human society, to human, just just to humanity in general. When in fact, Superman was raised like a human, and pretty much that's why he protects humanity. So, I mean, I thought it was a it was a great, I mean, really good comic. And you know, we're going to delve into Inzabi Trust, and I thought, you know, it'd be really cool. I mean, if they haven't done it already, I mean, maybe you do have a comic about General Zod out there, but if they haven't, I mean, I would totally write a comic 
about General Zod, how he came to be, what his motivations were, how he views Krypton in his own, you know, in his own point of view. Because I understand that Zod is a Kryptonian patriot, you know, but in his own twisted sort of way. And I think we've been seeing a whole lot of that in Krypton. So, but, you know, speaking of Zod, we're going to get into this episode, In Zod We Trust. And basically in this, in this episode, we, um, it, it really elicited a lot of the feels in loss, betrayal, and revelation. And what I mean by that is just that we've seen Jax Ur kill Lyda Zod to get back at General Zod for not promising to withdraw the Sagittari from Wakethor. So, I mean, there's betrayal. Jaxer betrayed Val El. Val El, and you know, the fact that she betrayed him because Val El said we're freedom fighters. We're not sadistic. We are not plunderers, or you know, what I mean, we're, we're, we're not we're not terrorists or freedom fighters. We fight for freedom. So Val El does feel betrayed by Jaxer for what she did, and Seg has to seek help from an, an unfortunate ally, which actually in a unexpected ally, which is Brainiac, to defeat General Zod. So I'm going to talk about several arcs in this episode. Number one being Jax Ur's betrayal and Val's reaction to that betrayal, Zod's motivations, and his um, weapon that he uses against Doomsday, and of course um, what's going on Kandor and Krypton in general, and the reactions at seeing light to Zod's death broadcast all over the planet. Seg L's new mission and involving Nissa and his son Kor. And of course the brewing the ongoing relationship or the developing relationship between Dev M and Gina's Zod. So we're gonna get into those arcs. Now the first arc I wanted to mention was Jax Ur's betrayal and Val El's morality. Now Val El told Jax Ur that she did a tactical error by killing Lyta and which probably would have endangered them even more. So Jack Sir tries to justify her reason for killing Lyta. You know, Zod went against her his word to withdraw the troops. However, Val El um, is just he's just really shocked and he's really horrified. And as a result, he relieves Jack Sir of her command. After reasoning with the resistance that Jack Sir has become a lot like Zod, and he doesn't want any if and if that's what the rebellion or the resistance is going to be all about, he wants no part of it. He wants no part of the barbarism. And you can tell that Val was very hurt because this is someone who has worked with him for years. This is someone who he viewed as a friend. Okay? This is someone who he viewed as a confidant. I mean, both were betrayed by Darren Vex. Both were exiled by Darren Vex. And they thought they had a camaraderie going on. Like sort of like a, a you know I me mean, sort of like a a strong a close friendship, and he just still considers her a close friend, but he just can't bear to be a part of her growing sadistic nature and her militarism, and he really makes a great case here, like the leader that he is, and he says that her tactics as scaring all of you know. Val El sees Jax Ur's tactics as scaring all of Kandor and Krypton. And he was saying that, you know, had we not, had you not gone through with killing Lyta Zod, I mean, the people of Krypton would have eventually become more sympathetic rather than scared. 
I mean, they would have provided them with money, intelligence, resources, you know, I mean, food, shelter, quarter, and even more recruits to their cause. But you had to make the, you know, decision of killing the general's mother, okay, the dictator's mother. And now people are scared because, let's face it, who are the people going to believe more? The people who um, are being led by this maniac or the so-called freedom fires who may very well be viewed as terrorists. I mean, it's crazy. So he relieves her of, he, so Val L relieves Jax Ur of her command and rightfully so I would have done the same exact thing. I mean, had I been in Val L's you know, position and for me, you know, I mean, if Val L, you know, was running for the presidency, I mean, he would clearly have my vote because he's a real leader. He doesn't believe in, taking a shortcut he doesn't believe in turning to barbarism just to achieve a goal and the rebels side with val l and hold jackser in custody while there's a few pockets of people who side with jackser so we turn over to jackser and she makes a revelation that she made black zero not because she wanted to because she had to and that no one else was going to do it so what the um, rebels do also is just that they strip her of her weapon, which is her eye, because, I mean, Val-El's pretty smart. He's not going to let her have her eye, obviously, because we've seen what that eye has done. So she plans it. So obviously, with the help of Nissa's former Sagittarius lover, Jaxer plans her escape with a device planted with a device plant inside of her. And she also takes some, some military hardware with her, too, which is a set of bombs used to blow up the bridge between Wakethor and Krypton. And um, Zod, meanwhile, appears on a hologram to Val-El, demanding Val turn over Jack's Ur. And Val tries to broker peace with Zod. And he just tells him, you know, I respect your value on Kry Kryptonian life, but <laughs> Zod has not gonna, is not going to have any of it. And you can't blame Zod either, because obviously his mother just died before his eyes. And basically his, his existence was also might have been jeopardized, too, by the killing of his mother. So you can understand how he feels also. And um, let's see. And he's and Zod actually threatens to go full-scale war on Wegthor. He doesn't matter who gets caught in the crossfire. I mean, he wants to avenge his mother. And again, you can't really, you can't, it's really hard to not blame, it's really hard to blame Drew Zod at this point. Because again, his mother died right before his eyes and his existence might have been very well jeopardized. So Kem, you know, one one of Seg's you know Seg's bartending buddy, advises Val to turn Jax over due to his experience as a Sagittarius. He's saying that he's done things that he's not proud of as a Sagittarius. However, Adam, being from the future and knowing who General Zod is, doesn't trust General Zod. So Val, Kem, and Adam catch up, you know, they decide, eventually they decide to catch up to Jax Ur, and Val ends up, you know, Val, and they actually end up, you know, catching up to her, and they kill Nissa's former lover, and Zod, you know, basically Zod says, well, what's it gonna be? And Val decides to use the bombs that Jax Ur gave him, and blow up the bridge, in between Krypton and Wakethor, and, you know, basically because, like, you know, before all that, Zod tried to, you know, tell Val that I would have you on the science council, but you'd be working under me. But Val doesn't want to work under a tyrant like Zod. 
So at the end of that, Val ends up exiling Jaxer and hopes that she will find herself one day. And I believe that in this arc, Val was the highlight of this episode due to his archaic sense of morality and justice. I mean, we could see shades of Superman and Supergirl here. I mean, Val's a leader and a true man of hope and a man of tomorrow. And it's interesting, too, because I want to mention, too, that Jax and Zod, for the, you know, let's not forget, Jax and Zod once worked closely under Black Zero as allies. And it's no wonder why they're not too different from each other. Plus, it was Zod who acted like a wild card when he rose through the Black Zero ranks. Now, Jax Ur is sort of like a wild card as well. Now it wouldn't surprise me one. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if we see Jack Surrogate. I mean, like we haven't seen the last of her. She could end up siding with Zod. Who knows? I mean, she very well could. I mean, since they worked closely together. But that's just a theory of mine. Now we're going to get over to Zod's motivations and just what exactly is his weapon and what does he need it for? And the weapon basically is used to. With a codex that's going to blow up both that was going to both blow up Rebel and Sagittaria alike during the Battle of Wakethor. and we finally find out why Zod, you know, so desperately desperately wanted that codex, and the poor scientist that had to work under him for that. I mean, no wonder Val didn't want to work under the Science Council because basically it seems like Zod was very abusive towards the scientists who worked on his weapon and worked for him. And I felt really sorry for those scientists. I mean, it really goes back to. I mean, it goes back to several, like, it goes back to Iron Man, okay? If you've seen the movie Iron Man, I mean, with Obadiah Stane, who became Black Monger, I mean, he was just punking out those scientists and abusing them. And one of the scientists just raised his hands and surrender and was like, look, man, I'm not Tony Stark. When Obadiah Stane just snapped at him and just said that, you know what, Tony Stark made the Iron Man suit in a freaking cave. And the guy just is like, look, man, I'm not Tony Stark. I, I, I Don't look at me, man. And so it kind of reminded me of that. Just the fact that this dictator was a is a bully, too. So we find out what Zod uses his weapon for. And it's just to root out Doomsday. And I thought for a minute there, Zod was going to go on a killing spree. Kind of like akin to Rick Grimes in The Walking Dead when he lost Lori. He just went, he just killed anything that was in his way. Walkers, you know, I mean, he was just going bananas. And I think it was, I want to say it was like season season three of Walking Dead when Lori actually dies in his arms. Or not in his arms. I mean, Lori actually got eaten. I mean, for the for those of you Walking Dead fans out there, yeah. I mean, for those of you who haven't seen, it, seen Walking Dead, I mean, spoiler alert, she gets eaten by the walkers, okay? And Rick just goes, he just, he just, he just goes, breaks down and just goes insane. I thought Zod was going to do the same exact thing with that weapon he was carrying, but it turns out that he was using it to root out Doomsday, which everyone on Krypton seems to have forgotten. Well, except Zod, at least. Now we're going. We're moving on to Seg's new mission with Nissa and Kor. Now, since Light of Zod has, ha, you know, Light of Zod died before Seg's eyes. I mean, he is just broken. He is crushed. Poor old Seg. As he witnesses Lyta's death broadcasted by the rebels. And I kind of wondered too, how's he going to, I mean, obviously he's really upset at, um, 
Jack's Ur, but how's he going to, you know, respond to Val? It's like, you know, he could have prevented this. And I'm pretty sure Val tried his best, but there was no way he could have, because at that point, the rebels already, I mean, at that time, the rebels were still siding with um, Jax and, you know, I mean, they, they kind of, <laughs> you know, restrained him. So they hide out in the old rankless district, which I think they hide out in a place that looks almost like Seg's old home. Um, now, mind you, Seg is with um, Dev and Jaina, and Dev tells Seg that he started to realize that Lyda was showing the same devotion she had towards Seg to Drew Zod. And this is this comes after Seg told Jaina and Dev that he saw the video footage of Lyta being re-educated or brainwashed. And Dev was just completely upset when he realized that I, I should have saw it. Like, I, you know, I knew there was something up with her. I knew that she was acting kind of strange. And when they're talking about this, Brainiac still in Seg's head appears and advises him that he will need, you know, he was going to need his help to, with defeating Zod. And it's a really crazy scene that we that we seen with Seg because he tells Brainiac to shut up, and you know he directs it towards Dev, you know, to make to kind of play off that he there's nothing wrong with him because you know Jaina and Dev uh, obviously would have suspected that what's wrong with this dude, but then Seg pretends like he directed that at Dev, saying that look, it's not your fault what happened to Lyta. I mean, it, it sucks, you know. What I mean, but it's, it is not your fault. Don't blame yourself. So, in that light, his reconditioning was not his fault, you know, after snapping at Brainiac, you know what I mean? So, and I like to call this group Team Sec, you know what I mean? Like, kind of, you have Team Flash and the, and the Flash and Team Arrow and Arrow and Team Supergirl and Supergirl. I mean, I like to call this whole tandem, this whole group, Team Seg. So, they discovered that Nissa was, was on our way to Zod with um, a package. Which turns out, which turns out to be the Codex. So Nissa gives Zod the Codex, and Seg plans to save Corvex. And I still think, I mean, honestly, I still think Corvex is going to be Jor-El. By the way, <laughs> just a little theory on the side there. So anyway, Nissa and um, they saved Nissa as she was being um, cornered by the, you know, as she's being cornered by the Satatari, who she successfully actually incapacitates, kills. And they actually hatch a plan. Now, Nissa and Seg have reunited. And they hatch a plan to actually save Corvex. And basically, Nissa hands over the Codex to Zod and reunites with Kor. And basically, there goes my Terrence Stamp um, Zod theory. Because <laughs> I thought that Corvex was actually going to turn out to be a Zod himself. Or be the Terrence Stamp Zod. When in fact, that looks like it's not going to be the case. So... That theory's out the window. <laughs> so Nissa bravely escapes by jumping off um, Zod's um, quarters via skimmer by Seg L. And while Seg and Nissa are driving off into the skimmer, um, the skimmer was actually damaged by Zod and his um, cronies when they shot at it. And the skimmer actually goes a little haywire until Brainiac in Seg's head saves our lives by taking control of Seg's body and you know doing some tinkering. So. And Nissa is just freaking out right now because she's just reunited with her little child and, you know, sex child. And it's the Gimmers is going down. She's just, crap, sex, come on, you know, like we're going to die, you know. 
But luckily, Brainiac and Sex saved it. You know, Brainiac through Sex saves the day. And they ended up on the outposts in the outskirts. And we see that Gina Zod is breaking down after, you know, she's just about to break down after Seg declares that he's going to take down Drew Zod. And that Jax will pay for her crimes. And Gina just questions, now what's going to happen afterward, though? You know, because she feels that she she failed to save Lyda. And that was her mission, was to save her. But she felt that she can't get the chance because... Jack Sir took that away from her. And Dev um, says that, in a sense, they all failed to save Lyda. And this is when Jaina Zod, you know, who's just normally seen as stoic and, you know, soft-spoken and just, you know, me stoic and, like, relentless, ice cold, just starts to cry and just breaks down completely. And Dev's just there comforting her. You know, I mean, we do see a whole different Jaina Zod, and she's not the cold, cruel no-nonsense Zod that we've seen from season one. This is a whole completely different woman. Okay? So, in that uh, in that case, in that arc, also, we do see Seg, again, alone, out in the cold, and he's talking to himself when he's actually talking to Brainiac, and Brainiac makes a deal to help Seg defeat Zod. And he says, that, just bring me back to my ship, that's all I ask, so that way I can give you the power to defeat Zod. And Nissa notices this and she's looks kind of concerned. And she says, what's wrong? Like what's going on? And Seg finally reveals to her that Brainiac's inside his head and that he plans to take Brainiac out of him for good. And they decide to go, you know, they, they and she says, what about Devem and Jaina Zod? He's like, look, they don't have to know because Imagine if they knew. They would probably want to split his head open, okay? I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, you know how these Sagittarius types are. Just saying, especially after having to deal with Brainiac themselves. I mean, the last thing that Seg L wants to do right now, I would say, is to tell Jaina Zod, who, mind you, has just lost her daughter, okay? That, oh, by the way, you know, Brainiac's in my head right now, so, <laughs> you know? And she's just like, what, what was that? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? Like, Def, let's go split his head open. And then, yeah. So that wraps it up for so that wraps it up for those arcs. And a couple of theories I'm going to discuss here and throw out there. I mean, I still think Zod's going to somehow plan to use the Genesis Chamber somehow to clone Lyta. Just like how Nissa Vex was cloned. I mean, that is if he gets the body, I mean, of, of Lyta. I don't know. And... You know, Doomsday could very well be used against the Resistance. You know what I mean? Maybe that's Zod's plan. I don't know. And my thing, and I have another theory too. Would Val-El himself become the new leader of Krypton or Kandor? Or would it be Seg himself or Nyssa, Jaina or Dev or Hell? Would it even be Kem, Kem himself? I mean, we don't know. But those are just my theories that I have inquired as i watched this episode twice now i mean i think it was one of the it was one of the good episodes of krypton i mean this season's been good in general though but this is a this was a really good episode but it really hit me in the feels too especially the last one too where you know Lyta shockingly died but i think honestly more is gonna be answered in the coming episodes and i'm really excited to see all that so that's gonna wrap it up for this episode for the krypton cast on the dc comic um Comics Geek Nation. Don't forget to follow us at DC Comics Geeks Nation 
um, on Twitter. And of course, you can follow me at Brian's Comics underscore one. Um, and I'm going to be reviewing the next episode um, of Krypton, as always. Um, and it should be really fun. Um, and this episode involves the creation of Doomsday and how he came to be. So I, I'm really excited about that. And just remember, um, listeners of the nation out there, um, stay ever so awesome. This is Brian signing out. You have a good one, y'all.